This is gonna suck. Well, that's at least we're starting with a positive attitude. <laughs> All right. This is where you go. I'm positive. This is gonna suck. <laughs> Dave Dong. Ladies and gentlemen, we are tonight. We are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is the main event of the evening. Please welcome your host for today. Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. And Troy is here. Hey. I call them like I see them, all right? Uh, look at it this way. It's the first thing we've done together as a team. So I grab my dick, you grab your dick, you work my arm, I work your arm. At the same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks, anyway. I'm touching my own dick. You're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for... The Rundown. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. And it's been a shitty fucking week in wrestling, so it only stands to reason that you're listening to this show. It is the Rundown Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Troy and Jason. And our special guest host this week, the annoying-ass fucking cricket that has taken up residence somewhere near or in my bulkhead that I can't fucking find to kill. And by bulkhead, you mean your foreskin. Yes. Fuck you, cricket! All right. Oh, so let's get into this shit with a little segment we like to call The Perfect Ten. A ten. A ten. A fucking ten. The big news this week, of course, was the fact that SmackDown Live will be moving to Fox in 2019 of October. October. It's not not no, no, not not FS1, but not FS1. Fox proper. Fox proper. Now, of course, there is still the chance that Fox is able to snag Raw, which which that would mean that probably SmackDown would go to FS1. But <laughs> right now, <laughs> right now, Fox has not only said we're going to take SmackDown live, but they also said fuck you podcasts because we're going to do it on Fridays. Yes. And not only some. Remind just a reminder. We are not going to be able to cover SmackDown Live before the pay per view on our episodes anymore. Because SmackDown because before when SmackDown was on Thursdays or Fridays, it was not live. Now it's gonna be live. Mm-hmm. That means when we do our show now, mind you, if it still exists in over a year's time from now. Yeah, because we're in the process of running this bitch into the ground. <laughs> exactly. If we still still are, are around at that time, we record a little peek behind the curtain here. We're, we're, we're treating this show like Russo treated Nitro. It's it's yeah. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> yeah, we're coming out. We're we're calling Hulk Hogan a fag and tell him to go fuck himself. Yeah, it's we probably, are doing this, dude, this shit proper right here. Yeah, we're probably doing it with a little less homophobia. But other than that, no, 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 no. We're we're complete. We are complete homos ourselves. So, of course, we are... I but, wouldn't but, say complete. Not complete, no, no. We've we've both fathered children. That's true. So, 
you know, and not and not one of those weird like, you know, oh, it, they started as a woman and now they're a man, but they got pregnant before during the transition kind of things. No, no, and, and no, no I, actual I, like. And though I have no problem with it, and I fully support it, I can honestly say I've never had a penis in my mouth. So, well, that's about to change today. And if, I, <laughs> if I was wearing pants, I'd be unzipping them right now. So not only did uh, Fox decide to say, hey, you know, we're going to make sure that anyone who actually does weekly shows like this is is either going to have to stay up late on Friday nights to do their little talk show shit, or they're going to have to do what we're going to do and continue to record on Wednesdays, put it to the show up on Thursdays and just say, well, this is the card subject to change because we've got one more show coming up here and we're not going to talk about it. It really also, is kind of it really is kind of shocking that uh, Fox and the WWE did not factor in the rundown when making this decision. Um, clearly, an oversight on both parties' parts, and uh, you know, hopefully, we can correct that somewhere down the road. Well, the other thing too is, of course, um, if part of the the, uh, the whole Fox going, you know, bring, bringing in SmackDown Live is that they end the brand split. This would make it a lot easier for both superstar for all superstars to appear on both shows if they wanted to do that route, which I don't think they're going to do. But that is that is the rumor circulating today is that that's the plan is to to eliminate the brand split, which to me doesn't make a ton of sense. Uh, Well, I I mean, okay, so I guess I can understand it from the perspective of both brands are going to want the biggest stars on the shows Mm -hmm. that are on their network. So I guess I understand that part of it. Um, However. For the first time since you've had a brand split, you can legitimately portray this brand split as competition. You right. have not only rival GMs and rosters, but you have them on different uh, networks, which will be competing. So there will be actual competition between these shows for the first time in history, making this, well, I, uh, I guess USA and UPN had Raw and SmackDown at one point, but it was far but, less. But SmackDown didn't matter at that point. Right, and SmackDown, <laughs> I don't think it was brand exclusive at that point. Um, but that, to me, that's this is the sort of the next step needed to actually make the brand split a thing. Uh, so I'm sort of hoping they, they keep it separate. Um, but I also... If you if you merge the rosters, one of these shows is going to become the focus because the brand can really only focus on one show at a time when you get down to it because they have to sort of hedge their bets with this is the show that's going to be watched by more people. This is the show where the more important shit's going to happen. Mm-hmm. To me, it's clearly Fox just because of A, the size of the deal and B, the scope of the audience as opposed to USA, which is not a tiny network, but it certainly isn't Fox. Um, so I would imagine Fox would win in that thing. And then USA is like, well, what are we paying all this money for if there's nothing that sets us apart from what you're doing on Fox? So to me, the brand split actually plays right into having these two networks against each other and it's how it should be left. Yeah. And I guess I did neglect to say that, uh, that the, the selling price for SmackDown was 1 billion fucking dollars. I'm sorry. It goes... One billion dollars. No, it doesn't, because that sh- that movie came out twenty years ago. Hey, fuck, I'm old. That's all right. So am I. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's but the my other. But still works. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Uh, that's the other big news here, of course, is the fact that somehow WWE managed to convince a network television company 
that they were worth one billion fucking dollars. Uh, one billion dollars. Nope, still not gonna do it. So it's, yeah, it's a thing. So, it's gonna be a thing going forward. No, it's it's not. Yeah, it's absolutely. So, yeah. so somehow that happened, and I don't. I don't quite know how, but of course we still do not have a deal for Raw yet. So um, one would think that you know it's uh, not official. It's sort of one of those things where they've they've they're they're pretty far down the road on this deal with USA, which in and right. of itself is going to be for triple what they paid last time. No exact dollar figure announced yet, but it's not going to be on the cheap either. That's going to cut. It's going to bring in a pretty penny. So when you factor in the Saudi Arabia deal, this new television deal with Fox, the new television deal with USA, the WWE really has no fucking reason to listen to the fans anymore because, fuck it, they already made all their money without even running a house show. Yeah, exactly. Um, the other thing, of course, here is um, there's still the possibility that with this Fox deal that this might actually push um, NBC Universal to move Raw from USA Network to NBC. Uh, if they want to to compete with them as well. Now they they like what Raw has cut out for them on USA. It's been consistently one of their top programs on the network. Uh, you know, it makes them a good deal of money. But it's it's hard to compete because there are still a considerable amount of people out there who do not have cable. Plus, there is always the watch. chance that one of the women on Raw will end up marrying British royalty. True, because that's what happens when you're on a show on on USA. Apparently, so yeah. So there's. <laughs> See, I can be topical too. I can throw in references. I'm like Mauro Ranallo. Pop culture references. Mamma mia! Yeah, what's that bitch's name? Megan. Megan Markle. Markley, or I don't know. Fucking. I I can tell you my the the level of. Uh, my my kid got in trouble at school and his punishment was to sit and watch the royal royal wedding for a while. So that's how serious I took that shit in my house. Nice. I, I used it as a tool of punishment. Fuck it. Oh, hey look. Hey look. I've seen royalty's tits. <laughs> royal anyway. with cheese. Yeah, I'm throwing a little cheese up on her right now. All right, so uh, yeah, so we'll go, we're gonna be closely monitoring this, of course, because you know this this does affect us. This also does affect the the programming as a whole as well, because of the fact that there's a lot of moving parts here. There's a lot of things that that are going to happen with with this whole you know network thing, and we'll see what what shakes up with Raw. Um, but of course, Vince McMahon, ever the intelligent businessman was like all right i've got a deal done i've got one billion dollars in the pocket let's uh, turn one billion dollars no nope, still not gonna happen let's let's go ahead and let's let's book ron smackdown this week ah fuck it we've got the got got their money let's just go ahead and throw on a fucking shit show no word and yet they, on if fox yeah. went uh is that check actually cleared that's right that's right because apparently you celebrate uh reaching record numbers on your your stocks by just phoning it in. And we start, of course, with the ever terrible dumb twat Natalia. Because wow. somehow <laughs> this fucking cunt continues to not only have a fucking job, but also is beating the young talent for a spot in Money in the Bank where she will throw on a terrible sharpshooter, scream incessantly and stupidly. And can just get in everybody's way and hopefully, you know, 
The only only redeeming thing is if she does a, uh, a, a she yet again manages to find a way to split her pants and let her pussy come out. That's the only thing that would save her being involved in this match because somehow, some way, they decided, fuck these new people that we've got. We're gonna put fucking Natalia Neidhart, the worst Hart family member, to still have a fucking working spine, into a match. That is quickly becoming the bane of my existence, and that is the Raw Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Well, it's not really the Raw Women's Money. Now it's just oh, the Women's Money in the sorry. Bank. Sorry, the the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. I, I really have nothing to add on Natalia. I'm just I'm just gonna sit back and grab my popcorn and let you keep going. I don't fucking understand it. I don't understand one how this woman continues to be booked on a weekly basis let alone continues to have a fucking job at this point. Because she has not been relevant to fucking anything. She's the worst cast member on Total Divas. They, like, this is far past, like, like we're going to keep you employed because one of the two of you has to make money because your other one can't fucking walk. So we're going uh, point, point like, to... Point of clarification. He, in fact, can walk and is currently employed as a producer in WWE. Well, there you go. There's no fucking reason for her to still be on the roster. Why the fuck is she not down at NXT teaching women how to uh, terribly fucking cut promos? Like, I I get that they had her be like the Curtis Axel to Ronda Rousey and, and, and get her kind of up to speed and everything like that. But you know what? Curtis Axel isn't getting pushed as a single star. star okay? So Not why the fuck... Cricket. <laughs> That is the new nickname for Jason's penis. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So somehow fucking Natalia not only was in the in the Women's Royal Rumble match, because, you know, why not? But now she's also going to be in the fucking Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. So by the way, we have one spot left for this. Mm-hmm. And we have Natalia, mm-hmm. fucking terrible. Naomi, fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Lana, can't fucking wrestle. Becky Lynch is good. Alexa Bliss is fucking awesome. Charlotte Flair is a necessity. And you've got Amber Moon. You have one new fucking wrestler in this whole thing. You've also Everyone, eliminated both Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, who were supposed to be yep. your hot new act on SmackDown. You've uh, eliminated the entirety of Absolution and the Riot Squad. Mm-hmm. For what? So we can have Naomi, who, yeah, she won the fucking... You know, Rumble, Royal, Royal Rumble or stuff like that. Yeah, it's a big win. Done, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly glad they pushed off the the Sasha and Bailey storyline that they spent months building so that they could have Naomi win that because the payoff on that was fucking huge. You have Lana, who's not even a real wrestler. And you but she is still part of Rusev Day. That's true. And you have 35-year-old fucking Natalia still going out there looking god-awful as all hell. She did have that little bobblehead thing on her head during the promo because her hair got screwed up. Yeah. She's terrible, and I hate her. You didn't like the promo? I don't like anything about this cunt, okay? For a second, it looked like she was going to put the sharpshooter on correctly, and then she was like, ah, fuck that, I'm going to do it wrong. Ah, fuck that. No. She learned from the best. I wouldn't even mind if it was painted like, oh, she's doing her own spin on it, but it's not. She, they call it the Hart Family Sharpshooter. Yep. And meanwhile, Bret Hart's like, oh, fucking Jim. Why did you, why, why the fuck 
we we spent all this time pumping your your sloppy ass full of steroids, and somehow you managed to squeak out a fucking workable sperm into whatever dumpster that you found and produce this bitch. I don't fucking get it. Uh, I I'm not a fan of hers either, but uh, <laughs> I have far less uh, vitriol about this than you do. So speaking. I do think I, I do think. Well, wait a second. Are any of the female talents you mentioned earlier as not being in the match? Are they in this second chance match that's coming up this week? I know this Sasha and Bailey are in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, clearly nobody on SmackDown because the final spot's going to someone in Raw. <laughs> right. So that means that Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, not gonna be part of it. Right. Sonya Deville, who would look like we were starting to push something with Mandy Rose, not a part of this at all. Mm. No. No, because you know we got to get. We got to get our bitches in there. So the only people on on Raw that we have left over, of course, would be uh, the Riot family and I mean, to, Sasha to, Banks. To be fair, I don't think you want too many new girls in a ladder match. I mean, they're ever, they're, they're seemingly loading it up with people who have been in this this match before, like I mean, Lana. Well, she was she was in she was on the Money in the Bank pay per view last year, so she she was. Very close to the planning and watched it, and you know probably watched the the run throughs and, um, you know so, yeah. Nope. <laughs> you can't even you can't even do it, man. You can't even fucking sell it. You're like I'm gonna I'm gonna try I'm gonna try. So, the but that Jesus. ass was part of the reason they got one billion dollars for SmackDown. Here's here we go. Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Natalia were all in the Money in the Bank ladder match last Wait, year. Now they're obviously they're all in. Now obviously you can't have Carmella be in this match again because she's a champion, and Tamina nobody likes her, so that's why she's not in this match. I so you have had... yes. So you have three of the four people that you could put in this match in this match. That doesn't that doesn't sell me on me wanting to watch it again. But you get Natalia, which is terrible. But the only thing, she, the, she, the the only thing that I can hope is that Amber Moon does a fucking eclipse onto her, so that we get the line. It's a total eclipse of the heart, Michael. And she slams her face into a ladder, a la Joey Mercury, and we never see her again. At least they're gonna fight on Friday nights going forward. So there is. Michael. Uh, speaking of dumb cunts, I don't want to see on my my TV anymore. Stephanie McMahon started off raw, being the exact same thing she always is, and that is a gigantic wet fucking fart filled blanket that she throws over every fucking male talent and female talent on her roster. She came out. Are we still, is this, I'm sorry, is this standalone or are we rolling this into the contract signing too? We can roll into the contract signing. Because you had it as two separate items on the Perfect Ten, but I think they all sort of go hand in hand. Well, they go hand in hand or, or fucking pussy lip to pussy lip. But the biggest thing here is the fact that Stephanie comes out and says that Kurt does a terrible job, even though she allowed him to book all the matches for WrestleMania, their biggest event of the year. But Money in the Bank, no, 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 no. I'm going to take care of this shit here. 
she proceeds to do what she always does, and that is to completely emasculate anybody within her the fucking 20 miles of her vicinity. I don't know how the fuck that, that she has this many kids, because I assume that Triple H is going to have a lot of hard fucking trouble getting it up when he's got to listen to this shrill fucking harpy laying underneath his gigantic jacked body. There's got to be just a ton of fucking Viagra pumping through that dude's fucking cock every night. All right. So she she proceeds to of course preside over one of the one of the staples of wrestling and please God let this deal with Fox be a fucking staple remover for that this part of the segment stop doing fucking autograph or uh, contract signings it always ends the exact same way it's it's always fucking predictable it's always terrible yeah, well, this one was particularly awful because what you did was you took two people who can't cut promos in Nia Jax and Ronda Rousey, but to offset that, you had basically had Stephanie go out and cut the promos for them in a mocking tone. Right. Um, this is clearly to me, and, and you know we'll get into predictions as we get a little closer, but to me the way this clearly plays out is Stephanie backs Nia Jax uh, as a way of continuing to be against Ronda Rousey as they continue to try to recreate Stone Cold versus Vince with these two. Do you remember when we had a conversation a couple months ago on a rundown in regards to the way that the, that women are booked and how it's clear that the writers don't give a fuck and bitches be crazy? I believe we, I've said that many times on this show. We just turned Nia Jack's face uh-huh. So that she could feud with Alexa Bliss, and we're instantly turning her back heel again. Yeah, that's bad fucking storytelling. That's why nobody likes the big show. Well, cause she, because well, nobody's gonna like her because she's a big fat person, great big fat person. Hey man, I happen to like great big fat people, and <laughs> you know, I didn't. I, I didn't fucking hate... told you from the beginning this Nia face thing wasn't gonna work, particularly against Alexa, because you've got the face who's being bullied, is the biggest person in the fucking division. You can you can make make this fucking beached manatee a, a believable face if you book her the right way. And and look, we we have been in love with Alexa Bliss's like anti bullying stuff lately at the expense of Naya, but that's only because that's the way that they went down this path. But you that's that's not a sustainable thing that you could do clearly because they turned around and they can't have ronda rousey calling her a bully and they're not going to have ronda be a bad guy of course either because one it's just it's not going to work nobody's nobody's going to boo ronda at this point um and there's too much money to be made there but nia Jax is somebody who could not get over as a face now part of that is the fucking booking problem part of that is the fact that she can't fucking talk but the other part of it is the fact that she's just been miscast. Better promo, Nia Jax or Natalia? Nia Jax at least tries. I don't feel that Natalia tries in her promos. And I feel like Natalia Natalia is like the the person where you're like you're like you look like you understand what you're supposed to be doing. You're just not doing that. Like, okay, you you're you're making it sound like you're a bad guy. You're saying all the right things, but your inflection sounds like the that bitch that like didn't get enough nuggets in her happy meal and is now bitching at a fucking minimum wage worker. You know, or or she's that like PTA mom who's just like, 
Um, you can't bring your treats with peanut butter because my child has a peanut butter allergy. So I'm going to need you to throw those away in the garbage over there. That's Natalia to me. She's like, like annoying soccer mom PTA bitch. Whereas Nia Jax is like glamour model who's trying to act, but she's just not very good at it. So yeah, so I give, I give Nia the slight edge in terms of promo work between the two. Both are terrible. Both make me want to fucking rip my dick off and eat it. But at least Nia is trying. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we had a contract signing. It was fucking garbage. Stephanie continues to uh, to be a gigantic fucking heat ma- uh, vacuum. She actually uh, found a way to emasculate two women. That was impressive. Yeah. That, that is that is impressive. She found a way to take something that nobody wanted to see and make them where they really didn't want to see it anymore. They're like, look, I didn't want to see it, but now I'm going to actively cancel my subscription so I don't even have to be reminded that this match is coming on my TV. I wonder if Smathers still has a subscription or if he, if he ever got it back after he canceled it. Smathers is still a patron with with us, so he must watch the product, or at least at this point, I feel like Smathers doesn't watch the product and he just listens to us bitch about the product. Well, that's probably the best way for him to handle it. To handle it. That is true. Yeah. That's true. Let us know, Smathers. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Where's the voicemail, Smathers? Come on, bring that shit. Yeah. Bring that fucking twang in your voice to us. Make us make our dicks hard while you're fucking talking, man. Come on, leave a voicemail. Eight eight six seventy nine twenty nine rundown seven <laughs> whatever the fuck it's called <laughs> whatever it is we'll get to it at the end of the show sixty one rundown seven sixty one rundown seven that's right one eight hundred sixty nine rundown seven all right <laughs> I'm gonna keep avoiding it because it's probably gonna be HRD COCK that's right I'm gonna keep avoiding number one until we get closer to the main event uh, let's talk about some tag team action. Now we talk. Are we talking about Natalia again? No, no, no. As far as I know, that bitch has never been been with. That bitch has never done anything more than fucking missionary with T.J. Wilson. Okay. Yeah. During that Cesaro, during that Cesaro Tyson kid run, I'm just saying. I don't think so, man. I think that she is the most fucking milk toast cunt ever. (laughs) That I don't. I don't believe. I believe that if Cesaro or that if if T.J. came out to her and was just like, look, uh, you know. Maybe maybe Cesaro can come in. She'd be like, I do what? And he'd be like, Fuck you while you blow me. She'd be like, But I don't blow you. I don't I don't put penis in my mouth. He's like, Oh, that's right. Well why don't why don't you let him fuck you and I watch? Why would you want to do that? Well, you know, because I just I just want to get maybe involved. Work, maybe, work for Brad Maddox. Yeah. Maybe maybe he takes you from the in the ass. Oh, why would I do that? I'm not constipated. I don't want anything in my butt. I just think I just feel like that would be I just feel like you would not you would it would take so much fucking convincing to get her to do something other than just lie there and take it that you would just be like it's not worth it. I'm just going to go jerk off. <laughs> Anyways, so uh the club won the the rights to get squashed by the Bludgeon Brothers. <sighs> There's not much else you can really say about this. I mean, we've we've yet again been shown that WWE doesn't care about tag teams. So much so that they're going to take their most popular tag team and probably split them up at Money in the Bank here in in the new day there. Uh, the Usos were able to come out and talk about how this is their yard, and then they promptly lost. So I guess that's it for them. And Better foreign spouse. Carl Anderson's hot Asian wife 
or Tyson Kidd's Canadian Bride? Well, that's a no contest. Hot Asian wife all the fucking way. Because first of all, I look at I look at Carl Anderson's hot Asian wife and I go, Yeah, that's somebody who knows what she's doing. Okay? You don't have to convince her anything. She has to convince you to do different things. Okay? Like, yeah. There's no contest on that. I mean it's like being like, Would you rather would you rather do Natalia or Sasha Banks? Fucking Sasha Banks. Oh uh oh, my computer's trying to restart. Remind me later. <laughs> All right. That would have been bad. Okay. So moving right along to stuff that we actually want to talk about. Oh wait, no. Let's talk about Sami Zayn and Bobby Lashley. So uh, let's start this let's start this one. Can we talk yes. about Natalia some more instead? No. Question. Uh-huh. Does Vince McMahon hate Bobby Lashley? <sighs> he had him in a key spot with him at WrestleMania, so I mean one would Did he? So, yeah, well yeah. He won the match and then got to shave Vince's head. That's a pretty significant spot. No, no, no. That was then. That was that was pre. That, fuck you. No, I'm going to no, a different Troy, company. Troy, if there's one thing we've learned, it's that WWE is all about then, now, and forever. Okay. Well, then they didn't care much about him because they made him ECW champion, and that brand sucked. And yes, he was he was in a gimmick match with fucking donald trump so that way donald trump could be like look i've i've interacted with black people that that match was huge it was a huge match huge since coming back to the wwe uh he has debuted uh almost killed big Cass, uh and then proceeded to get into a feud with nobody nobody and then Sami Zayn. that's not true he's a tag team specialist yeah, but WWE doesn't care about tag teams, so he's a WWE doesn't care about you specialist. Uh, so now, Sami Zayn talked all about he was going to expose Bobby Lashley. I was really hoping for some giant black dick, but instead, <laughs> I got three guys in dresses. Now, wait, are we I talking am, about Natalia again? Yes, I am not going to call these guys. Drag Why do you think Dana Brooks joined Titus Worldwide? So she can get that dick. Uh, I'm, let, let's let's, you let's, haven't you let's seen back that up big? a little bit. Let's let's back this up a little bit. She's looking for Apollo dick <laughs> because that Titus stuff. Look, Titus is the guy that like you you the the girl will will in in a three way. He's the dude that 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 the girl blows because she's like, all right, well I'll I'll deal with this because that way I'll I have enough room in my mouth to moan while the guy who's actually got a penis is is fucking me. And so that that's that's the way that you handle that, uh, because yeah, Ty, this Titus, is the kind of analysis of the week in wrestling that people tune in for on the rundown. That's right. You need to know your place. Every as Triple H says, every every player's got a role, and Titus's role is to not be too much to take in a, in a mouth. Okay. And Natalia's role is to win the Money in the Bank match this year, and go on to cash in on her best friend Ronda Rousey. No, Natalia's role is to be um, the Randy Orton in the Money in the Bank ladder match from, was it two years ago? Two years ago, right? Where he was just kind of there. He he made a couple moves. He was a seed filler. You're like, yeah, he's not going to win. But, I mean, you needed to have somebody in there that I guess can call spots. And she has, she has a working voice. We've heard it. <laughs> we know that she can speak. She just can't speak in a believable fashion. 
All right, all right, let's get back to Sami Zayn and Bobby Lashley. Come on. Okay, so I'm not going to call these guys dregs because, yeah, that's not what this was. This was another, like, I'm going to make, let, let's make me laugh, pal. And let's put some guys out there in some dresses. And, of course, like, this is, if this is another attempt at an LGBTQ character, it's another swing and a miss. God damn, like, pal. They're like, uh, what do you call those? The fucking uh, Transformers. We'll get a bunch of them out there. Yes, that's what you got. You got a bunch. You got a bunch of dudes who probably train at the performance center, and they got the call, and you're like, "You're going to be on Raw." And they're Woo-hoo. like, "Awesome! What are we going to be doing?" Like, "Okay, you're going to be in this in a segment with Sami Zayn and Bobby Lashley." Like, "Awesome, dude! Like, like we got to take some bumps. Bobby going to going to fuck fuck us up or over that." Yeah, he is. Why? Okay, well, you, you said it kind of weird. What 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 do we have to do? Well, you gotta have to wear a dress. And these guys proceeded to be like, "Do we get a refund on the fact that we had to pay to be at the performance?" No, we don't. Okay, all right, I guess we'll do it. So, they, <laughs> Sami Zayn proceeded to have a segment where he brought out Bobby Lashley's sisters, you know, because they're black. Um, and of course, it was three dudes in in women's clothing. Who proceeded to say that Bobby Lashley was, you know, a piece of shit and he doesn't know who his father is because he's black, um, that he probably robbed a place, things like that. Bobby Lashley came out and was like, oh, this is funny. Haha, you're making fun of me with these dudes wearing dresses. And then all of a sudden he was like, oh, I guess I'm not okay with it. And then they beat up. To me, Lashley was the only redeeming part of this segment because he came out there with the attitude, this is fucking stupid. So I'm going to make it seem as stupid as I can in the way I interact with them. Yeah. I asked this question on the host thread, Troy, so I'll ask you live for our listeners. Worst segment, this or Bailey, this is your life? Because they're in the same fucking ballpark for me. They're not They're not just in the same ballpark. Um, one of them is pitching to the other one, okay? Like, this is... This is as close to the two, like, uh, this is like two fucking sprinters, and like one of them beats the other one by like a fucking cunt air. All right. These are both terrible. Now, if I, if I look at it, if I look at it for the one that doesn't feature a woman with the greatest ass in the business right now, fuck you, Brooke, Brooke Tessmacher, um, if I if I take that aspect out of it, if I take the fact that Alexa Bliss, oh, you ta- you talking about Bailey or Alexa? I think Alexa's got a better ass than Bailey, but Bailey is right up there too. Okay, that thing is banging. But you're gonna but, put her above Mandy Rose? Yes. You're insane. It's man, they're all great. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that that be, because I put Mandy Rose as number two. Slightly, slightly below uh, Alexa Bliss, slightly above Bailey, because I put Mandy Rose in number two. Doesn't mean it's not a great fucking ass, all right? It just means that I prefer Alexa's a little bit more. That's all. I, all th- right, I think all. you're way off base on this one. All right. Well, I mean, where where do you put Alexa on on your list? Where would you put her in relation to Natalia? Um, <clears throat> somewhere. Somewhere along the line, they had to lay the first whatever the Great Wall of China is made out of. They had to lay the first brick of that material. So we're going to put that at number one. All right. That's Alexa Bliss's ass. 
somewhere along the line there, that wall ends. That's Natalia. That's where I put them on the list. Okay. I would rather. I would rather. What were jump. we talking about? I don't even remember. It doesn't matter. Nobody's listening, anyways. They they've all turned us off at this point. It might be the deluge of c words you dropped on them right from the beginning. Eh, yeah, you know. I mean, it, they come to expect that. Like I, I already told you, I was going to get drunk tonight, and <laughs> and it was because of the fact that this was a terrible fucking week. Um. So yeah, so this segment was terrible. I do like the the Alexa and and Bailey one. It was at least like supposed to be. It it was intentionally cringeworthy. Like they they in, intended it to be cringy. So in 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 an effect, it was slightly successful in that matter. Still awful, but this was this was just to make Vince McMahon laugh because it's dudes in women's clothing. And I think that I think that that makes it worse. That and the fact that we still have the soundbite from Stephanie McMahon saying that they wanted to incorporate more gay and lesbian characters. And you know, cross-dressing and stuff like that, and and more trans transsexual and stuff like that. They wanted to incorporate it into the into their program, but they've done fuck all with that, other than having one guy say he likes big sweaty men, which isn't enough. Finn Balor wears a rainbow shirt. Finn Balor does wear a rainbow shirt, but they said they wanted to incorporate gay characters. He is not saying he himself is gay. In fact, we know he is not. Um, they said we've... they wanted to incorporate gay characters, right? Not that the people per, per uh, you know portraying those characters have right. to actually be gay. But there's a difference between like there there there's he's just, he just shows up as a gay advocate though. There's no like he subtly is like checking out Finn uh, out Seth's ass when they're in a tag team match or anything like that. <laughs> Or there's like a, a little bit of too long of looks between the two. There's none of that. Since you so, brought it up, mm-hmm. better acting on a WWE program. Johnny Cockrocket or Natalia? Johnny Cockrocket, because I, le- I legitimately thought he, he wanted to fuck Braun Strowman. Okay. So I'll give him I'll give him credit on that. He he delivered he actually delivered his line with some conviction. I think you're selling Natalia's work on Total Divas a little short. That's not that difficult because she's just playing herself and herself is a stuck up whiny cunt so yeah how much she gets paid for that show a lot one billion dollars i don't think it's i don't think it's quite that much because then she'd actually be able to afford acting lessons uh so enough about dudes and dresses let's talk about a dude in a vest let's talk about our roman reigns problem of the week do we have because a problem? We don't have a problem. We we have said numerous times we have no issue at all with Roman. Nope. Um, he's he's a guy who he's a guy. We've we've gone we've gone through this before. Everyone everyone knows our stance on on Roman. We like him. We think he's an incredibly talented dude. We think he is one I, of the hardest. We I think he's a, one of the hardest working guys currently in WWE. And I personally have a wide stance when it comes to Roman. Yes. Wide enough that your foot is touching his when you're he's in the stall over the yours. Um, the issue here is that we've decided to not put him in a feud with Jinder Mahal, and nothing against Jinder other than the fact that he's boring. Um, 
but we we continue to try to get Roman over as a face, and that's been our issue this entire time is the booking of Roman, because it's nothing against the guy, it's nothing against him personally, it's nothing against his character either. His character is fine at this point. He seemed to have figured out what what he wants to be as a character, and WWE doesn't seem to be trying different things with him like they were before with suffering succotash and shit like that. The issue here, of course, is that they continue to try to to get him cheered. So logically, we're like, all right, he's going to fin with feud with Jinder Mahal because you know that means that they're going to do something. Well, all it did was they just continued to boo him and just ignored the fact that Jinder Mahal was in the ring with them. And they've decided to team up with Seth, Seth Rollins to the point where they boo when Roman's in the ring, and then as soon as Seth gets in there, they cheer for Seth Rollins, and they continue to do business as usual. Um, yeah. WWE is continuing to run out of ways to try to get Roman over. And it seemed like it was kind of working for a little bit there with Brock, and then they did their fuck finishes over and over and ruined it yet again. It's like they can't they can't fully commit to what they want to do with the guy. Better booked character. Oh Roman Reigns or Natalia? Roman Reigns because he's consistent. Natalia is now is, is turns whenever they fucking feel like it for no goddamn reason because like i said she's just now suddenly a fucking face because oh she trained with ronda for a little bit and i guess we got too many heels over on raw so (sighs) this is going nowhere (laughs) this is the easiest episode of the show i've ever had to do there you go all right let's talk about something that you might actually have an opinion on daniel bryan uh, took on who the fuck did Daniel Bryan fight? That would be Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy, that's who it was. Yep, Daniel Bryan took on Jeff Hardy for the right to get curb stomped by Samoa Joe. Uh, and Daniel Bryan wound up winning. This was a very good match. Um, but Daniel Bryan in the Money in the Bank, I don't really see it. I think Samoa Joe was going to be in it, and I think that Daniel Bryan's going to get this get his match cost by. Big Cass. Well, I think all you really need to do is look at the fact that Samoa Joe and Cass were the two people that were in line for this match before they changed it. Yeah. It wasn't Daniel Bryan, so I'm going to go on a limb and say Samoa Joe's in this match. And as well, he should be. Mm-hmm. Um, He's the favorite right now to win the Money in the Bank. He was phenomenal so. on commentary during that match, too. I think he did an amazing job. Yeah, and I don't think that we actually knew he could sustain it. We know that Joe can cut amazing promos, but uh, cutting a promo is different than being on commentary. You know, you ha- cutting a promo, you can sit there and you know you can think out what you're going to say and everything like that. You got plenty of time, and you know exactly how much time you got. Being on commentary is fucking difficult, man, because you don't know what the you don't know what the other guys are going to say. You don't know what's going to happen to the match, really. But yeah, he did great. You know, he continued to he continued to to show everyone that he's another one of the best talkers in the business right now. Better on guest no. commentary, <laughs> Samoa Joe or Natalia. See, I thought you were going to maybe change it up and be like Samoa Joe or Kevin Owens, because I'd still give the edge to, to Kevin Owens, but Samoa Joe, obviously, because nobody wants to hear anything that comes out of that bitch's twat. All right. We found out that the stipulation... I think when we open the show, we no longer need to say ladies and gentlemen. I think we just say gentlemen. That'll cover it. <laughs> we could just cut that out. Yeah. Uh, we found out that the match like between... The, a- the crotch of Natalia's pants. Mm-hmm. There you go. 
AJ and Kak Nakamura finally have a stipulation, and Kak Nakamura announced he was going to face AJ in a pillow fight, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is great. <laughs> that's not a, that's not the actual stipulation, of course. Kak Nakamura is just being a cock. That would be great, yeah. The actual one is going to be hey, the first the fucking last... Miller Light Girls got a pillow fight at WrestleMania, so I'm pretty sure we could pull one off at Money in the Bank. Yeah. And it'd be interesting between these two guys. And then you'd have the opportunity for Kak Nakamura to put like a steel metal folding chair in one of them or something like that. Better WrestleMania performance. The Miller Light Catfight Girls or Natalia. Ooh, see, now this is one. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Natalia's not Audrey Marie levels of bad in the ring. I've never said she she wasn't, she didn't have at least some talent. I just said that she, she was, it was the most talent. She was very overrated. Yep. That's, that's all I said. So I would actually give it to her on this one. So you, you finally got me. You got me to say she wins one of these little stipulations you put there in. There we go. Yeah, I thought this whole segment was really cool. I thought Nakamura did a great job. AJ was a little contrived. Um, I feel like sort of AJ's promos, have, which was actually surprisingly a strength of his for a while, have sort of slid back a little bit. I don't know if he's being uh, overscripted now or what it is, but it seems like there's definitely been a shift in that. Uh, so hopefully he, he works that out. But Nakamura I thought was great, as I think he's been great since the heel turn on the microphone. Um, I, I enjoyed the segment. I thought it was the pillow fight thing was great. And, of course, they go into the fight. They get out on the floor, and Nakamura starts counting. And that is how he basically announces that it's the last man standing match, which I thought was tremendous. Uh, so everything about this is A-plus for me. Yeah, it's been a while since we've got we've had a last man standing match. Mm. Um, and these two guys, I think, can can very much put on a last man standing match. And I believe I successfully predicted that. That's, I mean, that one. Yes, you did. That is actually something that you suggest, suggest that you suggested, but it was also something that people have been talking about for a while was going to happen. Um, yeah, the, I, I don't recall that until I predicted it, but that's fine. Fair enough. Uh, the other thing with with uh, with AJ with his promo skills. I think part of that has to do with the fact that while while we love what Nakamura is doing, he's not giving AJ much to work with because of the way that his promos go. So I don't put it a hundred percent on AJ. I think it is kind of difficult when the guy that when when the guy that you're trying to go toe to toe with uh, on the mic continues to just fuck with you. I think it makes it a little bit difficult for him to actually have like anything else to say, you sure know. Point. But but you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, this is another one of those matches that um, they've managed to make it where we're interested to see what's going to happen, and I think we finally are going to get a an actual ending to this to this feud maybe, or at least a a an actual ending to one of their matches. Better heel turn, Nakamura or Natalia? Nakamura. All right. Do do we live in a world where WWE can have a true competitor anymore? This, of course, coming on the heels of a one billion dollar fucking uh, sorry, that's one deal. billion dollars coming on the heel that uh, that no other wrestling promotion is on. I would say even cable at this point. Ah, um, see, not entirely true story came out today i don't know if you caught it but apparently 
WWE has been sending out feelers and trying to sign some of the contracted talent to MLW, which is Major League Wrestling. Um, this federation run by Court Bauer, uh, used to be a WWE writer. Uh, it's, it's, it was a podcast network that sort of turned into a wrestling promotion. Well, it was a wrestling promotion turned into a podcast network turned back into a wrestling promotion. Uh, and they are, they do have sort of a who's who of the independent wrestling world. Guys like Matt Riddle, um, guys like Shane Strickland, guys like MVP, uh, just a lot of the top names uh, in the independent wrestling world. Uh, and they are under contract. They have exclusive deals because they do have a television show on cable. I forget what network is. It's not a well-known network. BN Sports, I think, something like that. Um, yep. BN Sports United States. There you go. Um, so that's the that's the rumor is that they're trying to sign those guys away because there is a TV deal and a lot of buzz around this promotion. Um, to the original point of the question. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, BN Sports uh, is a, is a station that has only existed for six years, um, but they are on Directv and Dish Network. Yep, they are on Directv Dish Network, AT and T Uverse. So they're not on everything yet, but they are starting somewhere. They do mostly sports programming, um, but yes, they they are trying to get uh, get into the wrestling business here. And yeah, the current the current champions for MLW, Shane Douglas. Um, oops, that's not a current champion. Sorry. No. Uh, C.W. Anderson and Simon Diamond, Sanjay no. Dutt. No, no. What? I don't think those are current either. What is the hell's going on here? This is champion. This is champions. MLW World Heavyweight Champion is Shane Strickland. Okay, so maybe that is current then. Okay. MLW Global Tag Team Crown Championship. C.W. Anderson and Simon Diamond. Even though they won it back in 2003, they are the only okay, champions. Okay, so they probably champion. haven't. MLW World, World Junior Heavyweight Champion Sanjay Dutt won it back in 2003. Okay, and, so they just haven't revamped these titles. You're, that's that's what you're looking at. Yeah. Uh, the only one that they've currently revamped to this point is the heavyweight title, and that's Shane Strickland, uh, who won it in a very, very good match with Matt Riddle, which you can see on YouTube if you go check it out. Um, but I guess the point of this question when I wrote it was, do we think – especially now, given the, the context of the new television deals that WWE's just signed, are we ever going to... Do we live in a world where you can have a competitor that can legitimately go head-to-head with the WWE for market share? And I don't think so, but I don't think it's for lack of options so much as it is. The thing that made WCW part of the thing that allowed WCW, because you had really two options. You had NWA slash WCW and you had WWE. Those were your national options. Nowadays, the world and the entertainment world has sort of changed. Any asshole with an independent promotion and the ability to stream on the internet can put their shows up, and the end result being you get exposure, but it's also very sort of um, spread out. It's not centralized. There isn't one place that you can go, and Impact used to be, but obviously isn't anymore, that you can go and be in that that next-tier national promotion, Ring of Honor probably being the closest thing we have. But you don't need to be in a national promotion to be a major wrestling star anymore, thanks to the Internet and YouTube and social media, etc. So for that reason, I don't know that we ever at this point see anything compete with WWE. I think that's the the mark of a, a successful company is still in tv deals 
And I think that it's it's going to take a wrestling promotion getting a, a national spotlight in order for us to finally have it. And I just do not see any company out there who's looking to be like, oh, you've got you've got Jack Swagger and MVP on your roster. Well, fuck, let's get you on NBC right now. It's just not it's just not going to happen right now. And yeah, I think we're at, we're at the point where the WWE monopoly is not going to go away. Now, that's not to say that there's not plenty of really successful guys on the Indies. There are. But there's still not Oh, and very successful promotions. I mean, yeah. You have places that without a major regular national television deal still do really, really good business. Um, Evolve comes to mind. Obviously, they have a little bit of a relationship with WWE, but still a, a, a very uh, niche product, but has a huge following. Shout out to uh, my boy Josh Briggs, who just got signed to uh, Evolve. Um, but you get promotions like that. I and mean, Ring of Honor is obviously a national promotion. It has been for quite a while. But we're talking. We just talked about MLW. They're another one that's that's sort of invading that space. You've got uh, what's the one out in California there? That's the the big deal. Um, PWG. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got these the reality of wrestling Booker T's promotion. So you have a yeah. lot of these like smaller feds that have just national reach because of social media, because of the internet. That decade ago wouldn't you you probably never heard of unless they were in the back of the PETA of Pro Wrestling Illustrated in their ranking section. Right, and you're going you you still have independent promotions that are outselling WWE events and are making more money per event. The difference is the money that ROH makes on their events is probably a good 75% of their total income. Whereas the money that WWE makes off of uh, an event that they held, that they hold for raw is probably about like 15 to 20% of their total. Even less now when you factor in these TV deals. Right. So, and that's going to be the biggest thing. Yes, you're probably going to have these events with lower ticket prices over that, sell out more, you know, have more butts in the seats. The difference is, of course, is that big fucking TV money and the fact that the WWE has a shit ton of promotional gear out there. You know, they, they make a lot of fucking money off of their merchandise and their talent makes very little on it. Whereas it's, it's the exact opposite for independent workers where ROH is not making money off of Young Buck shirts and stuff like that because those guys have their own merchandise that they're selling and stuff like that. So they're missing out on that. WWE has a bunch of brand things. I mean, you can you can go on the app network and find six different fucking WWE apps on there, and they're just making money off of that. They've got the video games out every year and things like that. And like you said, they've got these big-ass TV deals. They've got They've got all these different things where... Their talent is getting paid to come out there and do Make-A-Wish shit. You know, their talent is coming to upfronts on things. They're coming to different, you know, you know, different, uh, you know, like the Miz is going and opening a Cricket Wireless store. WB gets money off of that. You know, they are they are such a global conglomerate at this point that it would take so, it would take something fucking huge and to to even come close to it and I don't see it anymore. We don't we don't have that billionaire person anymore who's going to put a bunch of money into a promotion and you don't have you don't really have anyone out there who's who's clamoring for it either. I don't think many people are clamoring for there to be a a competitor for WWE because they know if if they want to watch something other than WWE, they're going to watch it. 
and they don't care that it's not on cable because they can watch it on YouTube. They can go, you know, and fucking go to their, their local independent thing and stuff like that, and they can just go and watch a show. So I don't think that there's there's even that much demand for there to be another another wrestling show on TV. Better make a wish moment. John Cena giving his hat and shirt to the kid at ringside, or the the Down syndrome kid who grabbed Natalia's boob. Hundred percent kid who felt up Natalia's tits. Because that day, that guy became a man. And a week later, he was dead. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so let's take a look at what's going on on the independent circuit as we, t- as we segue from that into this. We can't segue away from that fast enough, actually. That's right. That's right. We're like fucking Simon Diamond in the segue here. Friday, May 25th, Wisconsin Professional Wrestling heads to the gather. Featuring on- Simon Diamond. Yeah, no, it's not. It's he's not part of this. In Green Bay, Wisconsin, for Battle on Broadway, featuring former WWE and TNA star Mr. Kennedy. Because he lives down the Anderson. street. Yes, that's true. There will be a TLC match for the uh, KOTC Championship as Justin Dredd takes on TW3. King of the Cage, I think, is what it is. I believe it is King of the Cage. Yep, or as I like to call it, King of the Cockring. Whatever. No, no, show... we can't say that on iTunes. That's right, that's right. Uh, this will all, this this event will also feature heavyweight champion Jared Jacks, MDC Weapon Next Logan Lynch, the Title Town Champion Sadist, and many more. This is seven thirty. Doors open eight o'clock. Show begins. Make sure to get out to this one because if you're listening to this, it's happening tomorrow. And speaking of things happening this weekend, Atlantic Pro Wrestling returns with Spring Loaded on Saturday night, May 26th, at the Newbury Elk, Newburyport Elks, 25 Low Street, Newburyport, Massachusetts. We have a huge stacked card for this event. Our main event features the unequaled one, Todd Sopel, going toe-to-toe with his former Three Kings Alliance member and Ring of Honor superstar, the Kingpin, Brian Malonis. We're going to have a hair versus hair match for the APW Heavyweight Championship as Champagne Joe Moakley with John Cena Sr. defends the title against the Hampton Beach bad boy Hunter Ward. One of these men will be having their head shaved bald in this one, and we'll find out who leaves with the Heavyweight Championship. The APW New England Championship on the line as Bitter Buddy Romano with the other members of Venom will take on the winner of the number one contenders battle royal to take place earlier that evening. The APW Tag Team Championship will be on the line when the Maine State Posse defends against the anti-Americans, the Sheik Abdullah Hassan and the Canadian legend Matt Loudon. APW Women's Championship, Adira defending that title against Vanity Vixen. Of course, I have the aforementioned number one contenders New England Championship Battle Royal, which will feature Ring of Honor star Brian Malonis, the selfie-made King Vern Vicalo, and more participants to be announced soon. Also scheduled for this show, the complete group of Venom, of course, Champagne Joe Moakley, the Anti-Americans, and Bitter Buddy Romano, along with John Cena Sr., also appearing on the show, Mr. DTF, Dan Terry, Bugsy Stone and Ike, Robo, the Punjabi Lion, Bolt Brady, Mass Appeal, Travis Gillette, Natalia, haha, uh, that, you got me with that one, Marco Santiago, <laughs> Setherin, and Nick Mar- Margarici. I didn't change it, so if you're having trouble with it, it's uh, that dude's fault. Yeah, no. <laughs> For the record, Natalia will not be at the show. 
No. 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 Uh, uh, stay tuned for updates. Tickets are $12 <laughs> each at the door. Advanced tickets are $10. Reserved front row seats, $15. And that grants you early admission to the venue. Tickets are available at the door or at AtlanticProWrestling.com slash products. This is an all-ages show, but there is a bar which is 21 plus with proper ID. Doors open at 6 p.m. and 6.30 p.m. will be your bell time. So we hope to see you this Saturday night at the Newburyport Elks Lodge. Better person who's DTF. Dan Terry or Natalia? Oh, I've uh, probably Dan Terry. Okay. Just making sure. I've worked a lot of shows with Dan Terry. Plus, he has a white panelist van. Well, okay. It says DTF makes, on the side. And that makes all the difference. Yeah. See the stars of Bruce City Wrestling. He crossed Nash. out free candy and just wrote DTF. I mean, at least he's being like honest with it. I mean, it's brand recognition. Yeah. See the stars of Bruce City Wrestling in action at the Newburgh Fireman's Picnic on Saturday, June 2nd, starting at 2 p.m. This is a free show under the Big Tent. There will be games, food, rides, a magician, and many other great events. Go ahead and check out their page at NewburghFireRescue.com slash picnic. Better Big Tent, the Newbury Fireman's Picnic or Natalia's Vagina? Ooh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. But I gotta give it up for up to Newberg. <laughs> Elk Mini Productions presents the North Shore Rumble on June 2nd, a family-friendly pro wrestling fundraiser for the Tools for Schools program, which donates school supplies to Salem students in need. Elks on fire! The event will take place at the Beverly Salem's Lodge of Elks. For the record, I, I think I deserve props to the fact that I only speak in emojis on the host thread when it comes to Elks on Fire now. That's true. I enjoy that as much. <laughs> it is a deer, but I'll but we'll we'll let it slide. They don't have an elk emoji, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Doors open at six thirty with a bell time of seven PM. Tickets will be on sale for ten dollars in advance, twelve dollars at the door. For announcements regarding ticket sales, check the Elk Mania Promotions page. Already announced, the Middlesex Express, Stephen Broad and Stephen Lust, will defend the New England Tag Team titles against a team of Bay State champion Derek Simonetti and newly crowned All-Star champion Insane Dick Lane, because they apparently give as much fucks about tag team wrestling as WWE does. The former Bay State champion, Biddy Butter Romano, returns to B- Elkman on June Bitter, 2nd. Bitter Buddy Romano. What did I say? Biddy Butter <laughs> Romano, I believe. This old bitty buddy Romano returns to Elkmania on June 2nd as he goes one-on-one with the heavy hitter Shea Cash. Fox Vineyard, I don't know why I can't say that guy's name that well. He's been we'll on take Ring on of the, Honor, too. So. As seen on Ring of Honor TV. We'll take on the unequaled one, Todd Sopel. The ace, Mike Montero, will face off against the freak show, Sean Leader. <clears throat> 30 competitors will compete in this year's North Shore Rumble. The winner will receive a championship match of their choice at Elkmania 6. Elks on... I'm oh, sorry. Six Elks on fire. There you go. Uh, the entrance so far. Bitter, Buddy Romano, the heavy hitter, Shea Cash, the unequaled one, Todd Sopel, the ace, Mike Montero, Tony the Tuna, I guess, the freak show, Sean Leader, Kevin Giles, Big Bear Matuch, and Tough Talk Tony Spencer. 
ICW returns with Summer Slaughter on June 10th at the La Pica Lounge with a 4 p.m. bell time. Doors open at 3.30, ringside at 15. This is, of course, Milwaukee's only R-rated wrestling promotion. The main event will see an ICW alternative title match as HCV Mo Foley, who finally won the championship, takes on the plague bringer Marcus Crane. I guess. That's oh, the high like class disease. Well, he's the high class villain. Oh, okay. Uh, we'll take on the plague bringer Marcus Crane in a thumbtack massacre match. So you're saying he does not have a venereal disease? No. No. But he has has returned to being in a team with Pitstain as Dysfunction takes on HCV. Well, he should. Yep. As Dysfunction takes on HCV Pitstain, and he fans bring the weapons match. So they gave each other HCV. Yes, they did. <laughs> there will be an ICW World Title Open Challenge as Psycho Chase McCoy has an open title match for his title. It's a good thing to do in an open challenge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could have got away with ICW World Title Open Challenge featuring... Yeah, well, you know, I read it as it says. McCoy, sorry. The ICW Tag Team titles will be on the the line as Special Forces Corporal Robertson and Blazin' Benjamin takes on Shoots and Wanderers Scott Marciano and A.C. Riley... What? A.C. Riley Shooter with Jason J. Any word on if Special Forces is going to be managed by Sergeant Craig Pittman? I don't believe so. The ICW Midwest title will be on the line as the Marman Mario Andrew Carvello with Dina Adiva takes on Mason. So the guy with 32 fucking names takes on the guy with one. In a rematch. Is that, is that the, the Mason from WWE? Nope. That would be. What was his name? Mason. I almost said, I almost said Mason Riley. There was just Mason a Ryan. guy named Mason Ryan. That's what it was. I almost said Mason Riley. That's no, Alex Riley. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Um. And then he was gonna, banging people on Glow. Speaking of Glow, if you're interested in recaps of the episodes of Glow on Netflix, check out the rundown feed as we have present Glow Shtick every now and then. Every where, now and then, yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> where Troy recaps episodes of Glow and the target still to uh, get the first season done before the second season starts. Yep. Okay. That's that's the that's the plan. We now return you to your uh, ICW uh, event read. Uh, in a rematch from last week, the Fable 1 Aesop Mitchell takes on Derek St. Holmes. Evil Shadows 2.0 returns. It's Evil Shadows 2.0, Stacey Shadows, and, and Sierra take on the Resort Life, Captain Spicoli, De La Sexy Sambra, and Johnny Schwashbuckle. Are you fucking Are you shitting me? <laughs> That's what it says. It's a two-on-three match. Did Johnny Analog turn and change his name? <laughs> to Johnny, Johnny Schwashbuckle. <laughs> you went pirate on us? Yes. <laughs> yes. Johnny Analog went pirate. Good God. Straight <laughs> Hatred Kato and Jack Blackwell with Miss Hatred take on Bear Kingdom, Juan Hernandez, and Oso Toco. And in the pre-match, we will see Simon Says take on Pitbull Zach McGuire and Ty- Ty- Tyler Sunday. God damn, you fucking asshole. In a Every time. Triple match. Because he spells his name stupidly, okay? At, at least you didn't say Pitbull Zach McGowan this time. Because he spells his T-Y-L-O-R. And if you put an A in there, it's Taylor. If you would spell it with an E, I would instantly say Taylor Sunday every time. If you put an A in your name, it would be Tayroy. We don't fucking call you that. Well, there you go. 
And that is it for the rundown for this Thursday, Bray 24th, 2018. It has been 421 days since Brock Lesnar captured the WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship. Hey, there you go. Like us on Twitter at a rundown podcast. Nope, you follow us on Twitter. You like us on Facebook.com slash Rundown Wrestling. Nobody fucking cares. Email the show at Rundown Wrestling. They should, Troy, because I recently blew wide open the case of where has Raccoon Reigns disappeared to. That's true. Spoiler alert, he's dead. Leave us a voicemail at 617-863-6967. That's 61 Rundown 7. We are on Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash rundownwrestling to become a patron. Currently, there are two reward levels. The Rundown, which are $5 a month, grants you one episode, one patron-only episode of The Rundown each month, we hope. And Rundown Mania, which for $10 a month, grants you a guest hosting spot on any of our Rundown shows. Also, all patrons will receive early access to shows on The Rundown feed. Not this one, of course. This one goes up live. Listen to our friends. Well, not live. I mean, we record it, and then it goes right up. But Sorry. This one goes up as soon as we're done talking. And Jason edits. Listen to our friends the Kingpin, Brian Malonis, and Mike Rackett on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing with new podcasts every Monday. Go to Facebook.com slash the WPAN or the or WPAN the WPAN.com. Sorry guys. Check out our friend Justin Michaels on a show Yesterlin Waltz on Tup TV. Go to TupTV.com to stream it live. Stay tuned to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast to hear our other great shows, NXT Revisited, The Rundown Sit Down, WrestleMania Salvation, Glowstick, and the Nitromania Podcast. If you have Twitter, go on over there and follow our hosts at jstuart0920, at rockstartroy, at salmaniataz, and <laughs> at the schizophrenic event. Thanks to all uh, of you. Don't for forget at Johnny Swashbuckle. Oh, sorry, yes. And at Johnny Swashbuckle, which now I have to see if that's a real thing. <laughs> thanks to you, Jason. Hey, thanks, Troy. Thank you. And thanks to all of you for listening. Hey, Troy. Yes. Better swashbuckle. Johnny or Natalia taking down Tyson Kidd's pants? I don't think that happened, did it? I don't think that's ever happened. <laughs> Wasn't there a rumor for a while that, that uh, she was just his beard? I feel like there was. Uh, not that I'm aware of, but... Johnny, get on Twitter, man. Like, it's it's all cool that you've got a Facebook page, but get on Twitter, dude. That's where it's at. There's no Johnny Swashbuckle Twitter account? No, there's not. But there is Johnny Schwa- at Johnny Swashbuckle on Facebook. Well, you should buy, you should sign up for the Twitter domain and sell it to him. I doubt he's got any money. He works for <laughs> The fucking Swashbuckler, dude. Well, it doesn't mean he's a good one. Yeah. He didn't even make the poster. Come on, dude. Oh, I mean, Natalia's a wrestler, and she's not a That's true. That is, like, the cheapest outfit, wrestling outfit I've ever seen. Natalia? Yes. That's clearly cheap. Her pussy came out during one of them. <laughs> Next week, we dress up as women. Again? <laughs> no. I thought we did that every week, sorry. Yeah. I guess that means it's time to tell you all that we will see you next Thursday. Bye-bye. The Rundown Wrestling Podcast was created and subsequently abandoned by Adam Savage and is produced and edited by Natalia. (laughs) There you go. This episode was hosted by me, Troy, and and Jason, and Natalia. We are a member of the Questionable Endeavor Network. Check out all of our other networks and podcasts all of our and other shows. Networks. <laughs>
on questandnatalia.com. And tune in next week for an all-new episode of the Rundown Natalia podcast. Hey, that one actually worked. I like the idea of Rundown Natalia with a car.